Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, we sit down with Ross Rubin and talk about his new awesome site that features crowdfunding projects, Backerjack, a charging cable that doubles as a stand, and a battery that you can get wet to activate. You can even pee on it. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the KitCast, the first live episode that we've had this year, and I'm KT Data, but the, uh, the KitCast is never the KitCast without this man. This is the one of the most magnificent professors of all time, where his students are willing to follow him just to see what he eats, and will buy a large pudding if he buys a large pudding. Everybody, this is Drew. Drew, how are you doing today? Fantastic, and it's absolutely true. I, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> so yes, I had to write my own reviews so that I got good reviews, and that, that's what that's what the kids say about me. They will follow me just to see what I'm eating for dinner because they want to be like me. Yeah, and it's true because it's on the internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good to be here, man. Yeah. Good to be here and to be live. Yeah, it, it was the strange thing is you guys, you know, Drew and I, we do this the Kitcast um, every two weeks, but we hardly ever see each other in person. We have to go down to Las Vegas to see each other in, in I person. Think we, yeah. Every year we see each other in Vegas and, and maybe twice yeah. uh, throughout the rest of the year, even though we're so close yeah, together. Literally, One of these days. Yeah, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that CES episode. We you know, found a lot of crowdfunding projects, and we can see that crowdfunding is now expanding around to the world. So I'm super excited about that. Yes. Um, for all you newbies welcome, who haven't seen the cast before, welcome. And what Drew and I do is pretty much go out, find cool projects, bring them back, and tell you if you should back, sack, or track them. Uh, that easy. That's pretty easy. Yep. All right. So before we kind of go into the projects and a guest interview that we have, let's uh, go through the news a little bit. All right, Drew. Our first news item is this website called Tiny Light Bulbs. And I actually think I've heard of Tiny Light Bulbs before, but they are essentially a marketplace for all these product-based projects on the crowdfunding website, so like the Pebble, um, iPhone cases, and everything. It's a marketplace where they'll come and you can actually sell the items on there, and you know they're trying to become the place. So you know you see this cool project on there, but you missed it, and you're like, oh yeah, I heard that was out already. Where 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 should I go? Um, they're trying to be like, go to Tiny Light Bulbs on there. Um, and if you look on their page, they have a lot of items on there. And um, it's kind of interesting wow. to see that there's a you know a market for this. Um, well, yeah, there's well, several here that I that I've missed obviously, and so it's fun to to look at them and get that crowdsourced feel of wow, that's that's freaking cool, and I can get this now, right? Rather than backing, but saying like, oh, it's out. Yeah, and what I love is uh, like from every sale, they actually take a percentage of it and donate it back into another crowdfunding project. So you're you know, helping the cycle out so they can get even more product in their um, cycle. So I think that is a cool idea. Um, the only thing that I am not sure of is how to get your your product into their store. Um, mm. I was looking around and I couldn't find any information on that. But I bet you if you emailed them and said, hey, this got funded through uh, crowdfunding, uh, now I need to find a marketplace. Uh, can you help a brother out? Yeah, I, I would imagine that would be the... Easiest way to go, but it sounds, it sounds fantastic. What a fantastic idea! Because there's tons of things that go through that process that you, you're going to have to find at some place, and and chances are they're not going to be like, you know, at your neighborhood Walgreens. You, this is a great place to put them all in one place. Yeah. Um. So that is tiny light bulbs on there. Um. 
And what a lot of people don't know, but people in Utah know, right now it is time for the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. And uh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of yeah. people know when Sundance is. A lot of people come here, at least in the film world, they they know what we're doing. Yeah. And what's interesting is that we know that on Kickstarter, there are always tons and tons of different films or yeah. art type projects that are featured or that that get funded. And a lot of them show up at Sundance because that's kind of like the creme de la creme of premieres when you're in movie making. Yeah, I was astounded to to, to learn that uh, there were that many showing at Sundance this year that made it made the trek through Kickstarter that were funded on Kickstarter. So on the front page of Kickstarter right now, it shows and they have a little ad up. It kind of just says there are twenty plus films showing at Sundance. Um, which I think it's out of, I don't know, it's probably 150, 200 films. So it's a pretty good yeah, showing. That's It's a solid showing. And I, I love it because if you kind of look through some of these stories that they're featuring at, at Sundance, there is no way they could have, you know, gone through a, like a big Hollywood studio or right. anything and have and some executive say, yeah, that's, <laughs> let's do that's, it. That's a deal with sun, like Sundance. You, you, uh, yeah, there's just so much money that goes into a good film. A lot of people get a bunch of guys together and be like, we're going to enter this into the festivals. And there are lots of festivals to do that with. Sundance is one that you you got to have a, a great concept idea and the execution's got to be there. And you're right. That's, to have that crowd funded, to have people back it so it has a little buzz even before it gets there. I was impressed to see 20 films funded with Kickstarter showing this year. And I think they said over the last three years there's been 70-plus in the last three years. Yeah, and I only can see this number growing more and more. Um, it'd actually be interesting if Zach Braff decides to submit his movie to this or not, or, um, let's see who were some of the other ones. I don't think Veronica Mars is going to go to Sundance. <laughs> yeah. They've already, I think they've already got the deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that it's, it's kind of interesting and it helps little guys do things. Maybe we should make a motion movie. I'm out of ideas. I mean, besides two guys chatting, you well, know, no, every other week. No, just, just think about this. Um, you know, we, we could make it kind of like um, Professor by Day, Podcaster <laughs> at Night, the exciting world of underground podcasting. People would watch that, right? Yeah, yeah the part where I'm like, hold on, KT, hit pause. I got I to gotta take the dog out. Hold on. Yeah, yeah I, it's I, glamorous. I, and think about it. We could tour around and interview other podcasters and stuff and then show it at Sundance. I'd be up for that. You know? Yeah. It, it cuts our travel costs because it's like 45 minutes away to get to Park City from where we are. So why not? <laughs> that's what we're gonna do nobody steal our idea um (laughs) so that is actually all the news we have today it's a new year i am excited for crowdfunding and i hope to see more and more projects out there and more and more things there Uh, and speaking of that as we get more and more projects out there we have to um you know you get more things is how are we going to be able to kind of curate and find the cool things on there and that's actually what you know we inter- we actually interviewed someone tonight from yep. his, his name is Ross Rubin and he's actually doing a site that's kind of like that and specifically for products so um let's go to the interview all right guys we have a special guest today we actually have Ross Rubin of Backerjack here and um Drew, welcome, welcome. Um, you actually met Ross first. So Ross, first of all, welcome to the show. Um, we're so glad. Thanks for being on our show, especially after tons of um, technical issues. And that's yeah. the fun part. <laughs> Thank, thanks so much. No worries. No worries at all. Pleasure to be here. 
Um, so how about we just kind of start out? Can you explain to people what Cracker Jack or um, Cracker Jack is right now? Uh, well, first <laughs> let us say that uh, Cracker Jack is a registered trademark of the Frito Lay <laughs> Corporation. Uh, um, that that we uh, we respect dearly. Um, so uh, so backer Jack. Um, uh, so for the past uh, fifteen years plus, um, I've been uh, an analyst in the technology industry, looking at di- how different products come to market. And I started doing a column last year for TechCrunch uh, that looked at different crowdfunded products, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, did that for about six months, and then wondered if kind of a similar idea could be supported by its own website, and that essentially what is what Backerjack is. Um, crowdfunding can be used for tons of different things. It can be used for charity. It can be used for fundraising. It can be used for movies. It can be used for building companies, uh, particularly in the future. Uh, but my focus is really on products and product development, and I really didn't see a home for that. You know, a lot of websites do a great job covering campaigns, uh, but I thought, you know, if you're just interested in the stream of new products, you should have a place to go, and, and products should have a place to be featured there. And so, so that's what Backerjack is, and, and we started it just before the Consumer Electronics Show, which was good timing, because uh, uh, we got to talk about it with a lot of folks at, at CES. Yes, and we're sorry we missed you there. We tried to hook up one night at one of the Indiegogo parties, but we it's were... It's true. Yeah, I it, was, was, it was a really fun party at uh, Margaritaville, and so uh, uh, I got to meet uh, a, lot of, a lot of great folks at Indiegogo. Um, uh, CEO Slava Rubin, who is uh, no relation, uh, and uh, some of their PR folks and and crowdfunding uh, like community outreach uh, person uh, who was great cool. to talk to. We had a great conversation after the show. So very cool. Yep. And and for now, we're starting with kind of tech focused products and other kinds of physical, tangible products. We're not really doing movies or games, even though you could consider those products as well, uh, maybe in the future, but uh, we've got our hands full just covering the, the stream uh, that we're seeing. I, uh, uh, if there's certainly been one surprise uh, that I've had going into this, it's how many uh, new things we're seeing listed on Kickstarter and Indiegogo um, just about every day, uh, particularly as Kickstarter starts accepting uh, projects from, and they just recently opened up Australia, for example. So, you know, the, these are whole new countries with, with lots of inventors and entrepreneurs with lots of cool ideas uh, giving it a go on the site. Yeah, there's an impressive amount of people there for sure. KT? Yeah, um, I know every time we prep for the show, I end up looking through probably hundreds of projects every week trying to get through. Um, I'm just curious, like, what was your first project that you ever stumbled upon that was kind of crowdfunding related? Oh, that's a great question. So um, the way I sort of got into this was I had been doing um, <laughs> I've been doing a, an article about little tiny uh, stands that could prop up your smartphone. Um, and so I met this guy, Sam Gordon, uh, who had done a Kickstarter project, uh, a very successful Kickstarter project called The Una 
uh, O-O-N-A. Uh, and um, it was so successful that Sam's been called in to help other companies with their crowdfunding uh, projects. But we met at a you know, little lunch place in New York, and he showed me the product. And you know, we started talking about Kickstarter. Uh, and then he went on to do a project called uh, with uh, some of his buddies called The Bridge Keyboard. And it's sort of an add-on keyboard for the iPad. Uh, really, really great product. Uh, and so uh, I guess the Una was the first real... Uh, Kickstarter project I, I'd ever been sort of up close and personal with. That's way cool. And while you're looking through the projects, do you um, suffer from the same syndrome that I suffer, which I um, tend to call uh, "Ooh, shiny, I need to back" um, <laughs> syndrome? <laughs> it's kind of like that uh, that internet disease where you know every disease you read about on the internet, you think yeah. you may have, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I I think I. It's kind of funny because I, I think I went through uh, the same sort of phase I went through with eBay when it first launched. You know, like so for you know a year or two after eBay, you know, first got big, I was like, uh, you know, uh, recollecting everything from my childhood. Um, uh, so th- this hasn't been quite so bad, but uh, but yeah, I've I backed over two hundred. Uh, projects. Oh so. man, I gotta catch up. Yes. <laughs> we, we may need an intervention. I, I, you know, I should say that a lot of those have been really inexpensive things. Uh, you know, nothing where I'm being flown out to have a beer with the guy, and you know, and so, right, and and meet the team, and you know, see how the thing is being made. So <clears throat> it's good. It's good to have some, you know, be a little reserved. That's, that's right. <laughs> so my my question is with Backer Jack, um, how, how big how big is the team? I mean, this is something that you you got into because of your analyzing and your other stuff. But how big is right. the team? So it's a team of about five uh, writers. You know, five or six uh, freelance writers that I'm working with at this time. Excellent. That's yeah, good. and that and, that um, seems to be around the right number. Uh, for for the amount that we're covering right now, and and you guys are basically handpicking a handful each each day, or is it just one person takes one day, or how how? I mean, you're, I've seen the site change a lot over the last couple of days. It's uh, good, that's fresh. good to hear. Yeah, um, so I I do all the assigning, um, and uh, there are a couple of categories that I'm looking at uh, primarily on. Kickstarter and uh, and Indiegogo. Um, uh, there were a couple of other. Uh, there are a couple of other sites we're interested in particularly because they're so product-focused. So there's a site out in Portland, Oregon, called uh, Crowd Supply. Uh, and they're, they're a very interesting site because um, they, uh, more so than some of the other guys, have been trying to really bridge the gap between something getting funded and something getting produced and into retail. You know, that's, that's a big challenge for right. a lot of products that get funded. Uh, and so... Uh, you know, uh, but but in December, for example, you know they didn't really have uh, a, a lot. Of, the, the volume of projects that they have isn't really anywhere near where where the other guys are. And then there's another site, uh, sort of a similar um, similar thing going on called Dragon Innovation. Um, so go check out dragoninnovation.com. And Dragon, long before it was a crowdfunding site, was sort of a consulting group that again helped new hardware entrepreneurs 
get their product built and you know get it onto the shelves at retail. Uh, now we're seeing quite a few other companies like that uh, being uh, being created. These these consulting firms and kind of hardware incubators that. Uh, and it, it's great for new hardware developers because there's a whole set of issues there. Um, but uh, but Dragon Innovation has also run a few of its own crowdfunding campaigns. So, like, uh, um, you've had, like, extensive histories of co- covering technology kind of through the years. And um, it's I, I'd, I'd love to hear from you, like, how have things like crowdfunding or the Arduinos that are popping out and even 3D printing, how much has that kind of changed the landscape of just technology and people innovating? You know, it, it's been amazing, um, particularly on the prototyping uh, side. So, you know, if, if you look at a lot of campaign pages, um, sometimes in the video, but really more often in the um, uh, in the page descriptions, they'll often walk you through you know some of the iterations of of uh, projects that have been uh, created, and and it's interesting because I think if a lot of these um, inventors and, and project creators were content to just distribute you know some of the things they had created um, to their friends and family, they could probably continue to go on with with three D printing. Where they really need the help of uh, a crowdfunding community is to make that jump into mass production, you know, particularly for something called injection molding. You know, you'll, you'll see that term show up on a lot of uh, hardware projects, and it's a very expensive um, process uh, to make an injection mold. Uh, and that's often where a lot of these guys um, uh, get, get tripped up, you know, it's where, where they, they need to get the funds to take it to the next level. But, but I, I think one of the things that has really opened up the market compared to how uh, the way things have been, say, uh, you know, maybe 10 years ago, uh, has been the software component. You know, so many of these uh, products connect to a smartphone or a tablet, uh, and so software expertise is becoming almost as important as industrial design um, uh, and so many other things that have characterized um, uh, both electronic and non-electronic uh, gadgets, you know, over the past few decades. Yeah, that is really cool. So um, kind of going along with that line is when you're actually looking through these um, crowdfunding projects, looking for kind of new devices and stuff, what are you kind of looking out for? So say if somebody was planning on making their own crowdfunding project, what would be the things that you would prefer to see in their description or in their video? So for for coverage on the site, um, I think what we're really focused on is is innovation. Um, so um, we we try to be fairly comprehensive, but uh, again, there's just a little too much out there for us to cover at this point. And even if we could, um, I, I think there are certain things like. You know, we see a lot of iPhone cases and docks and things like that. And it's not to say that you can't innovate in those categories, but um, I'm primarily looking for things where I say, huh, you know, you just really can't find anything like that in retail today. You know, this is this is really a step forward. And, and that's why I think the readers uh, would, would be interested in it. Um, so, so that's one thing I look at uh, in terms of the coverage. Um, in terms of what makes a successful campaign, I mean... You know, lots of people have have opinions on that, uh, but uh, uh, it certainly helps if there's if there's a, a well produced video, if um, if the, if 
the goals of what the money will be used for are clear. Uh, the, I think the reward tiers play a lot into it. I think a lot of products fail because the reward tiers simply aren't appealing. Um, you know that it's going to cost way more to get the product than it would be to get something similar at retail today. You know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, some products, uh, some projects fail simply because the goals are just way too ambitious. You know, if you're uh, trying to raise $200,000, $300,000, you know, that's, that's going to be a challenge. Um, uh, you're going to have to have a, a very successful campaign to pull that off. Excellent. Where do you, where do you see Backerjack going like in the future, where's it? Where's its? Where's its place? I mean, are you thinking about getting into that kind of consulting side and talking about what makes a good campaign? Or are you just here to kind of curate those? Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of folks in the crowdfunding consulting space. You know, what what makes a good campaign? Um, that's not necessarily something I want to be doing per se. Um, I could see, uh, you know, since my background is in research, um, I have thought about some research related projects or, or research-related uh, extensions uh, or complements to what I'm doing with the site uh, that might be used as inputs uh, for those kinds of uh, decisions, yeah. you know, and, and, and campaign planning uh, and just understanding the industry better in general. But, but I'm not really interested in sort of getting into that crowdfunding consultant role. You know, there may be a lot of great folks in, in that space right now. Um, you know, we definitely would love to branch out into different kinds of posts. Uh, today, uh, we're, we're really focused on new campaigns, and we try to get things on the site within a few days of, of loading. Um, I'm sorry, of launching uh, on, on, the, uh, on the sites. Uh, but I would love to do more uh, in terms of, you know, follow-ups, how did the campaigns go, what went well. Um, really, the scope of the site is to cover these products from conception uh, to, you know, to usage uh, after they've been purchased. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty tall order. Uh, and I uh, think that'll keep, keep us busy for a long time. <laughs> um, so, like, um, what's kind of really interesting is that, um, have, so how, how have these uh, projects kind of reacted if like i don't i don't know if you guys let them know hey we've we've uh featured your project project on here or not yeah, or, yeah. What, You've what, been what backer jacked yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what has been uh kind of the uh um reception from people about talk who it, you kind of reached out to it's been good it's been good you know it, it is a journalistic site um you know where um uh, I'm going to say we're impartial. Uh, I'm not going to say we're objective because uh, all of the writers have opinions, you know, and, and so they they share their opinions uh, in in writing about the uh, the products. Uh, but um, you know, we're we're calling it as we see it. Um, uh, we point out where there's room for improvement. Um, you know, we're we're not trying to be mean, <laughs> uh, and I think uh, you know, in general, we're we're just trying to have a lot of fun with it. And in every post, we have a link back uh, to uh, to the project page. Um, we, um, you know, I've heard feedback from one project owner uh, that he received a backer after he uh, after the backer visited the site. So you know, to the extent we can help consumers find the products that that are of interest to them um that is definitely part of the mission of the site 
Fantastic. So right now you guys are in beta. Uh, and I know you yeah. just launched pre-CES. So what can we look forward to, uh, you know, coming out of beta or what, what, what's that step? What's that hurdle you got to get over? Is it just a matter of usage getting out there it, and get some coverage? It's, it's not too much really. It's, it's just some things with the template, uh, that, that we're tweaking. Um, and then we'll be out of beta. Um, um, so the, the way you see the site, I mean, we, there may be some minor changes to, uh, for example, the homepage. Um, I, I think, um, you know, the, the things we're looking to add are maybe more information about the campaign. And as I said earlier, um, you know, those different post types, you know, the, the follow-ups, maybe hands-on reviews down the road. But I, I think early on, um, the, the real focus is, is uh, we, we want to establish this model of, of taking fairly broad and fairly deep coverage of, of crowdfunded products at the intersection of crowdfunding and product development. That's what's most important right now. Um, all right. So um, before we wrap up, uh, Drew, do you have any more questions for Ross well, right I've, now? I've got plenty, but I think yeah. we've I think we've covered some pretty good scope of Backer Jack. Yeah. All right. So I I, I gotta ask, are you yeah. are are you ever considering going into the podcasting world? Me personally. Yeah. Uh, or, I, I, or or making a Backer Jack podcast. Sure, I'd love to have a Backer Jack podcast. I've you know I've done a fair amount of although I've never had my own podcast. I've I've been on quite a few podcasts in the past, including uh, a number that uh, Drews and my mutual friend Randall uh, yes. Oh, yes. have uh, have hosted. <laughs> and, so and uh, KT knows him well too. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So oh, that Randall uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a, a podcast would be a perfect complement uh, for the for the site because um, you know it would be uh, a great opportunity to look back on some of the projects we've talked about. It would be you know I think a great opportunity to to do some of those follow up things uh, before we're maybe ready to to devote an exclusive feature uh, to them at this point. So yeah. would would love to get into that. Okay. Um, Ross, I, again, thank you so much for staying up late and yeah. fighting through all these technical hey, issues was, uh, that we've had for being on the show. Um, everybody, you guys got to go check out backerjack.com. Um, it's, it's still in beta, but like, it's really good stuff right there. It's not like two guys who just don't know what they're doing all the time. Um, so <laughs> we, we do what we can. <laughs> well, you know, just, just want to, uh, tell all my fellow Northeasterners, uh, hope you're, hope you're doing well in the storm. We, uh, we got quite a bit of snow here today. So, uh, oh you know, staying up late was, was not h hardly a challenge compared to what a lot of people had to go through here today. Um, also just wanted to mention, uh, the Twitter, uh, account is a little different than the site. It's backer jacker. So uh, add an ER at the end of that. Um, I'm talking to Twitter about trying to fix that, but it, it may take a little while. So at least for now, uh, Backer, Backer Jacker is the Twitter account, and we tweet out all the new posts as well as some other fun stuff. Uh, so it's a great way to keep up to date with what's happening on the site. Sweet, and I'm excited, and I can't, see, uh, can't wait to see what else you guys are going to bring out in the following year. So um, good luck, and um, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on it. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ross. Good night. Good night. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. So let's jump into projects. We only have two projects tonight. Drew, how about uh, you kick us off with Torso? I'm going to kick you right in the torso. So basically, um, at CES, there were a lot of different projects, and one of the ones that we ran across was Torso. Torso is a uh, ultra-portable cable 
for your iPhone. I'm going to pull it up here so I can you know talk about it as I see it. But torso is is this kind of remind me, reminds me of like the toys that that you'd get as a kid with a bendable posable arms, which indeed that's kind of what they're going for. On one end it has a USB, and on the other end it has whatever your charger needs to be: lightning, 30 pin, micro USB, mini USB, whatever you need for your phone or your gadgets. And so they had done a um, an earlier version called the Twig that was a successfully funded project, and uh, I saw them at CES with their their sign that said, you know, funded on Kickstarter. And so we talked to them a little bit about the torso and, and what they were doing with it and got a demo unit that uh, will we'll give you some we'll kind of a kick-cast rewind, so we'll tell you about how, how it worked out. But basically the idea there is, is pretty simple. You get these bendy legs to to turn that charge cable into something a little bit more functional. They mentioned, right, and this is like the first thing that grabbed me, KT, is when I was reading the uh, the site, they mentioned like the introduction. And I just, you know, I was skimming through earlier on this week, and it says, you know, it's talking about the cable, and it says it pulls crap out of your bag. It pulls out your keys, your pins, your other cables, you name it. And, and so I, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Every time I pull a cord out of my bag, and I have tons of cords, Everything just comes flying out with it. Packs of gum, my, you know, allergy pills, whatever. So for me, I thought one thing, one little stick that I could either keep, you know, in a separate pocket, or I could even keep it with all of my hard drives because it's that perfect length would be ideal. And then the fact that it's it's bendy and you can use it as a stand, you can use it to do um, to lay your phone on either while it's charging or just as a uh, sideways if you want as a uh, kickstand idea. Yeah, um, I I like the idea of it, especially because you know, as sometimes you're you have this like sitting on the on your floor or something because you you have it plugged in and whatnot, and that becomes an issue. And what's nice is you can angle it in any way you want, so you could almost use it almost as a second screen while you're at your laptop and you're trying mm-hmm. to you know write up a crazy review or look something up on your phone real quick on there. And I I love the idea of it and um. Is there a lightning version of it too, or is it just yes. micro USB? So they have a lightning version that has a uh, almost like a gripper that comes around the phone, and so um, on my phone with me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you have the pictures up there. But yeah. basically, because that lightning is so small and kind of flimsy, it actually has like this uh, almost a, a clasp of sorts that'll go right mm-hmm. around your phone. Whatever size your phone it is, it'll adjust to the size of your phone. As long as you don't have like a thick, thick otter box or something. And you can just clip it on there and actually feel pretty secure about your phone resting in this thing and not being totally supported by the lightning itself. Yeah, they even molded the thing so it you still can access the uh, home button. The yeah, phone. that's what was, that was what I was trying yeah. to do with this. <laughs> the home button is right here. Um, so I love that, and I love that you can you know you can just hang it off the side of your computer and it's just, it's it's measured so that it's not you know dangling out. I always my phone ends up being near my computer anyway, and so when I have a large set of cables wrapped up in between um you know it's just it's just messy the one my favorite though is they have a picture on there that basically shows it plugged into a wall socket and then just resting because of those bendy arms it can go in the socket and then just rest and the phone actually just leans up against the wall keeps your phone off the floor during you know while it's charging you put that next to your you know wherever you have a wherever you're charging rather than dangling it and laying it somewhere else and so that i thought that was a really cool thing um and the the fact that they've, I don't know, they've done a lot. They've done a lot of cool things with the torso and the new name. So I, I'm a back on this one for sure. Yeah, I'm a definitely back on it, and it's not um, phone specific too. It has micro USB, has lightning, and even a thirty pin. 
Wow. Uh, so if you have an older I- iPhone, you can still use it. So and the price is not that bad to be honest with you. L- looking how much they're uh, selling it for, price, yeah. Right? Their their pledge levels. I mean, it's a little more than having a normal cable, but it gives you that security that you, you're going to be able to use your phone at that perfect angle when you need it while it's charging. So that's right. a, definitely a back for me. Um, and that is torso right there. And our final project of the night. This one's fun. Is yes. the uh, H2 only battery. So the H2 only battery is a battery essentially that you activate by getting wet. Like so which usually you uh, don't want to get your batteries wet. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of opposite and so what you do is actually you either can dunk in water um put it under the tap all like any any way you can uh, get the sponge wet and it will activate the battery and the battery will actually turn itself off once that sponge gets dry. So um as long as it stays wet, you still have a charge running on it. And um, right now, they're they're building it for low low voltage devices. So they're they're essentially selling flashlights right now, LED flashlights that don't use a lot of electricity. But but, but they say they have uh, room to grow, right? They plan on yeah. making this larger. Yeah, they're they're still trying to improve it and stuff. I mean, because they've made prototypes such as like phone chargers, or they've included it into like life vests, so you can pull it and you for sure your beacon's gonna run. Because if you're wearing a life vest and stranded, there's water around you. Um, <laughs> on there, unless for some reason you end up in a life vest in the desert, uh, then yeah. yeah, you might be a little out of luck on there. Um, but what what's super super interesting about this is that um, it, it, it's not like to me this is not a battery that I would use every day. This is something I would totally put in an emergency kit. Yeah. Um, ready to go, you know, because then you don't have to worry about checking the batteries. And they've totally made this green to this. That there's no chemicals that are in this battery that are toxic. Everything's recyclable on there. Um, you can feel safe about it. And because um, I, I can totally see this having an emergency kit. And then yep. some of you guys might be going, well, well, what if you don't have any water? One, you didn't stock your emergency kit properly if you don't have any water in there. <laughs> but... Any kind of liquid will work. So, uh, you wait know, a minute. You, you you might be a little pee on it, and it'll work too. Because you know, pee's liquid. I'm sorry. Did you say you could just pee on a battery? Again, not yeah. a good idea with most batteries. <laughs> yeah, it's breaking the rules of all batteries. Is you could do it in a pinch on there. Um, and they they say like if you were to use the battery, like their small flashlight they have on there, if you were to use it every day, it would last about three months. With uh, it comes with two different battery packs, and you can just switch them out and really? use those. Yeah, I mean, because LEDs don't use that much power in the first place, so right, right, it, it can keep going for quite some time. And for the larger one, they're like, yeah, you know, we don't plan on having you use it every day, so it could last for who knows how long. You ready to go? So this is interesting because for like a safety kit or an emergency kit, you you hear a lot of the. The shaking one, like that's what a lot of people yeah. put. So, like, shake it because you don't need to have the batteries with the electromagnet in it. Yeah, yeah. And this seems like it would do the exact, you know, be just as just as good. I can't wait for them to kind of develop some some larger use stuff. But I, I love this, and I, what I also love, and I think you mentioned the green part of it, but I also love that they have levels and tiers here um, for for getting these into needy places like the light africa level where you get three of these h2 only battery lights in your choice of colors and then three homes without electricity will get some as well in in africa i mean that that to me is like uh, a fantastic deal that somebody's yeah that's the kind of stuff that i think 
I back more readily, uh, knowing that I'm. It's not just me like saying, "Ooh, that's a neat toy. I want it," but to be able to give give back and to, to share tech like this around the world. Yeah, and this is like this is the idea of crowdfunding projects that I love. Is they're starting with a small idea, and if the small idea picks up, kicks off, and picks up, and everybody wants it, they can grow it. And you know, one day we could have all like you know, giant car batteries where you just need to pee on. You're ready to go because <laughs> I would not pee on a car battery. <laughs> Why would this well, just, well, just a disclaimer? Do not pee on a battery over like so many amperes. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure well, there's something. Well, just just it's not going to be connected to anything. And you're right, right? I mean, as long as you don't cross the stream. I mean, like it's it's the chances on peeing like peeing on an electric fence. Sure, there's that small chance that you could electrocute yourself, but it's very <laughs> not low. a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> suppose, no, but. I do. I love it. I love it. What a great idea! And and I'll tell you, anything I can pee on, I will back. So this one's a back for me. All right. Um. It's it's definitely a back for me because I want I want to see this idea grow where one day we can activate all our batteries using water, and you don't have to worry about if it's dead or not. You're just like, oh, where's water? Or okay, I'll pee on it. On there. So. Yep. I'm in. That is the H2O battery, and it is also another show. Of the KitCast. How do you feel about it? That was really quite quite speedy and fast. Well, at least the last half was. Yeah. We've been chatting here for probably an hour and a half. Yeah, so just, join the live stream because this is where the fun happens. Yeah, you, you can see me cursing um, all our <laughs> it was a little Yeah, it was a little tech, tech fun today. I really am looking forward to the show that we do someday soon where the, you and I are actually sitting side by side talking about these things. I'm excited yes. for that. I, I'm super excited about that. But um, if you guys agreed or disagreed with any of these projects or have a project that you want us to feature, please let us know. Kickcast at ktdata.net. I like getting emails, especially from people who like crowdfunding projects or running crowdfunding projects. I mean, literally, the Decibels interview, only reason I stopped by his booth is because he actually reached out to us. I'm like, hey, I want to cool go project. talk to this guy. He Very cool project. Cool. Um, and actually, I do like the headphones. I need to get myself a pair when they come out. <laughs> Um, or you can um, also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash kickcast. You'll, that's where I tend to remember to put updates and when our episodes come out, or on at kickcast on Twitter. I like the Twitter. Who doesn't like Twitter? Fast, it's easy. Yeah, you can also follow, follow Drew and I for on our personal accounts, night20, K-N-I-T-E-20, and yes. at KT Data. We need to put more random stuff in our Twitter accounts, yes. crazy random stuff. Um, and sometimes I'll post articles up there. I mean, we posted up Jason Howe's art a write-up on what he learned from his Kickstarter projects. I need to go find more of those and post those up. Um, you know what we need? We need an intern. So maybe somebody out there needs an internship. Yeah. If you I'm guys, Yeah, if you guys want to learn how to do all this stuff, I'm gladly to teach you if you give me free labor. Um, <laughs> That's what the internship <laughs> world is all about. We will teach you what we know if you work for free. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Google Plus too. Plus dot kickcast dot net. Um, yeah, Google Plus. Yeah, yeah. After tonight, yeah. Um, but if you guys want to watch us live, our next episode is in February. I said, did I say that right? February. February. February fourth, twenty fourteen, and you can find that at live dot dot net. Um, and if you saw any of these projects and you're like, wait, wait, what was that URL again for the one I can pee on? Just head on over to kickcast.net, look in the show notes, links, and they're pretty pictures too. Um, am I missing anything, Drew? 
I think we covered it all. There's, uh, yeah, I, I love to hear what what people want want us to cover when they find these come across these because you and I curate and we find a bunch. But yes. I'd love to hear what other people find interesting for sure. So send us your stuff. We want to know what we can cover for you. Yeah, as long as it's not a wallet or an iPhone case, we'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs> right, because those are gonna fund anyway, no matter what. Um, all right, so we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.